0: live from the heartland and the crossroads of america it's tony katz today
1: welcome back to tony katz today I'm filling in for Tony. He's not here today, and I'm not in the heartland. I'm all the way over here on the left coast, but I'm still really happy to be with you, talking to some normal folks (laughs) for a change. I'm Kira Davis, filling in for Tony Katz. You can find me on Twitter at Davis. Go look up my podcast, Just Listen to Yourself with Kira Davis if you've heard anything interesting. If you want to get in on the conversation, you want to give us a call, 317-239-9393, 317-239-9393 three, we've been talking about Fannie Willis, Stephen A. Smith, the government campaign against journalism, and Mayor Tiffany Henyard from Dalton, Illinois, who really is, well, I guess we could qualify her as an American success story, considering what we we think of as successful these days in, in a country that is ruled by social media and by thirst traps and by clickbait. Tiffany Henyard really taking her position to new heights. She's not real. I I haven't heard of anything that she's actually doing for the city. I've only heard that she's taken money from the city. She's done really shady things. We talked about it last hour. We're going to play this really great clip from Adam Coleman of New York Post, breaking down why we should all be concerned about Tiffany Henyard. I want to say this. Here's another thing that she did. So, when, and this is, what have, this is why you need to be, a, you need to be the person in the city council meetings. You need to be on that library board. You need to be doing those little dumb jobs that we don't think are important. And so we leave to people with lesser sense to do. You need to know that people are doing this. So what happened is now people in Thornton Township are upset with her for mishandling funds, among other things. <laughs> and um, among the other things, dressing like a thug from New Jack City and rolling up into a city council meeting playing Rihanna's Be Better Have My Money. Oh, my gosh, embarrassing. Well, people were upset. Naturally, they wanted to go to the town meeting, and she knew she w- they were going to be there for her. What happens when the good people of Thornton Township show up to have their say about all of the ridiculousness? Tiffany Henyard has been visiting upon them. Oh, well, Henyard has her people tell them, oh, the meeting's been moved to the basement, so you can go down there and wait for the meeting. The meeting was not moved to the basement. They had the meeting, and all those people were sitting down there in the basement. They missed the meeting. Just out there in the open like they're just doing blatant, but this is what they do when they're in charge. That's why somebody needs to run for these positions, right? I I was telling you, excuse me, not everybody can run for office, but everybody has a difference to make. I know for me, the most valuable people, when I was running, it wasn't the elitists and the politicians, it was the grandmas and the moms who were stuffing envelopes and knocking on doors. And yeah, everybody can do something like that. So if you have a good common sense candidate you know is running, go and support them, choose to support them, come out of your pocket, come out of your time for a few months, and do that because otherwise you get the Tiffany Henyards of the world. You know, they did this at our school board meetings. Now we have our school district is a disaster. Do you all know I ran in 2022 and lost? And this year in 2024, the Satan club showed up. That's right. We have an after-school Satan club. You could do the math on that. <laughs> I lose and Satan shows up. <laughs> but you know what our school board has done? because they make so many decisions, including getting rid of advanced math, including letting boys into the girls' bathrooms, letting boys change with the girls, including sending the girls who complain about boys in their bathroom. They don't take the boys out of the bathroom. They send the girls to counseling. That's how they deal with that. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with. And you know what our school board does? They limit public comments to one minute a piece because their complaint is we only have one school board meeting a month and there's so many people here complaining all the time we can't get all the comments in so we're going to limit your comments to one minute from three to one now of course i as a common sense american think well geez maybe if you weren't screwing up so much there wouldn't be so many people there to complain but see that's what they do i'm a trained media personality and even i struggle to get in a point in one minute and 60 seconds. So imagine when there's kids up there or just nervous moms. He, you know, it's just, it's, it's rigged. It's all a setup. So I want to play this clip from Adam because it was just brilliant. And it gives a good case for why you need to be paying attention to what's happening locally, right where you are. So, Carl, let's go ahead and let's play. This is Adam Coleman talking about the Tiffany Henyard story. And
2: Adam works for the New York Post. I wanted to write this article about Tiffany Hedyard, who is uh, the Dalton, Illinois mayor and also the supervisor for Thornton Township. And all of her extravagant spending, outrageous behavior, whether it's uh, her dressing up like Nino Brown, who's a character from New Jack City, rolling in and playing Rihanna's B, You Better Have My Money, uh, in reference to the taxpayers paying their taxes, intimidating business owners who may not be uh, interested in donating to her campaign, telling uh, Thornton Township residents that the meeting is being held in one location while having a quick four-minute meeting elsewhere so they can't have their voices heard or just something as crazy as spending uh you know one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a truck and taxpayer money with one signature when there's supposed to be two signatures I mean you go down the list there's just so much that is fascinating and disturbing about what tiffany hanyard is doing on just a small scale and what i wanted to talk about in this article is that there are tyrants all over this country and unfortunately some of them are in government Uh, you just give them a little bit of power and they take advantage of it they don't care if there are people who get hurt by it they don't care if they bankrupt a city if they bankrupt a small village like dalton they don't care it's ultimately about their insecurity it's about fulfilling their desires it's about their ego everything that she does Like plastering her face on billboards across the city or the village of Dalton is much like Kim Jong-un having statues of himself all around the country in North Korea. And I truly believe if she had a military, she would have a military parade in her honor to show how great she is as well. But the question is, how did she get into power? And the reality is that she won in a very narrow margin, basically fewer than 150 votes between the top three candidates in the Democratic primary. And whoever wins the Democratic primary essentially wins the general election in Illinois. So, you know, fewer than 150 votes was the difference uh, when it came to her becoming mayor of Dalton. And maybe this is a warning for other people in other areas of the country. If you're invested in your town, maybe you need to show up locally. If you're a homeowner, if you're a business owner, maybe you need to turn out. 15, 20 minutes and go and actually vote. Maybe pay attention to who's running for office. Do a little bit of digging, right? I imagine if you're paying property taxes, you're invested in the town that you live in or the city that you live in. So maybe we should take more of an effort. Otherwise, tyrants like Tiffany, you know, they'll just keep coming around because we'll be so hyper focused on what's happening in DC, who's the next president and make that the end-all be-all. But people like Tiffany can bankrupt the town and it affects people directly really fast. So when you know their services are diminished, when the police force doesn't have enough money, all these different things affect your safety. They affect how your city is run. It affects it immediately. Whereas whatever the president does takes a long time to trickle down to your home. So maybe this is a warning for other people. We need to pay attention. Otherwise, there are more tyrants who are gonna come.
1: The most important government, the most important government in your life is, is the government that's closest to you. Exhibit A, Tiffany Henyard, she won on, on a 150-vote margin. Think of all the times you don't go to the ballot box because you, you don't feel like it. It's just a local election. It doesn't matter. Think about all the, the issues you've skipped by on the ballot. Now, skip by them if you don't know what they mean. That's okay, too. But I tell people this here in the state of California, which we struggle with, basically what Illinois struggles with is like places like Chicago, but this is the whole state. We're just a one-party state. You're just voting for the least destructive Democrat. That's all we ever get. But your vote matters. When I was running for school board, there were three candidates on the ballot in my area. And... Uh, we had 20,000 votes to get. And I think the t- the talent I lost by 1,000 votes and I think only four to six were cast. But my school board meetings are overflowing with people complaining and screaming and every day is a new offense. So there's a disconnect between the things we're complaining about and the ballot box. Adam laid it out so perfectly, so succinctly there. It really does matter. And if I were, talk about tyrants, if I were the dictator of the GOP, I would be working on a local strategy supported by the national party. I would be working on local strategies to find these stories like the Tiffany Henyards. Now, Tiffany's FBI's FBI is on to her now. They're on her tail. So she's under investigation. But I will be finding stories like that. And I will be placing spokespersons, maybe from the community. Do you know that there's a South Side Republican Party? That guy had to start it on his own because the Republicans wouldn't support him. So he did it anyway. But there's a South Side Chicago Republican Party. Have that guy go to Dalton the next time Tiffany Henyard's in front of a microphone and then explain this concept to people that Adam just explained. You are in a one-party dictatorship. You need to do something different. You need to understand what is happening and here's the power and here's how you can change it. Don't vote based on that letter behind the person's name. Vote based on the plans that person has for your community. The Democrats have done this very well and that's how we get the Tiffany Henyards of the world and the Fannie Willis's of the world. They've, they've been able to propel incompetence with good marketing. So I think the GOP needs to get in on this too. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more. I'm Kira Davis filling in for Tony Katz and you're listening to Tony Katz today. Welcome back to Tony Katz today. I'm Kira Davis, host of the Just Listen to Yourself podcast, available wherever you find your podcasts. And I'm filling in for Tony today. And we have been talking, well, what else are we talking about these days? But the gross incompetence of many government officials. But we've been talking about Mayor Tiffany Henyard from Dalton, Illinois. Boy, that lady is a piece of work, isn't she? Well, now the FBI has launched an investigation for misconduct, abuse of power. I went over some of the grossly inappropriate moves she has made as mayor. She's also compared herself to Jesus, which, you know, hey, I've seen Trump doing that once or twice. She's not the only politician out there who likes to use Jesus as cover. Um, She also used taxpayer money and campaign money to make music videos. This woman makes $300,000 a year. In an area where the average person makes $26,000. She hired a child rapist, a convicted child rapist, to be in charge of code of enforcement. Do you know what that means? That means that this man has access to any home in the community. You have to let him in. Yeah. And get this she closed down businesses. How did she close down businesses? Well, getting them on code enforcement, of course. She closed down businesses who did not support her. You heard what Adam Coleman said of the New York Post. He said, I believe that if Tiffany Henyard could have a military, a military detail or a military parade in her name, that she would. That's what we're guarding against. Excuse me if I, if I take a little detour into liberty here. This is both the genius and the weakness of our Constitution. The genius of our Constitution is right there. In the beginning, where it says that all men are created equally, created by a God, and all of our rights are endowed by a creator. The brilliance of that is that our founding fathers recognized the depravity of human nature. The human soul is absolutely depraved. I don't care if you're religious or not. I am. I'm a Christian. Tony's Jewish, so we're both people who take our faith very seriously. We're not good people. You're not born good. Everybody's not basically good. How do you know this? You know this because you don't have to teach teach a child how to be bad. You have to teach a child how to be good, right? If you just leave your child to their own devices, they're gonna be rotten. That's because we're all just hardwired for just depravity. So we have this constitution that says we cannot look to each other to solve depravity. The only person who can solve depravity is God. And so the only way we protect ourselves from the depravity of each other is to give ourselves as much liberty as possible, to make our own decisions. Because when we're put in charge of other people, too often we're going to skew into into dictatorship because we're all narcissists at heart. I would like to believe, and I do believe essentially that if I were in Tiffany Henyard's position, that I would be, that I would not be treating the office like that. But I also think it's very naive to believe that if you or I or any quote normal person got into a position of power where we had unlimited access to money, no one to answer to and no one to stop us, that after a while we wouldn't start funding our own pet projects. That, that cycle snowballs. That's the reality of human nature and it's why our constitution is so valuable It keeps human nature in check by giving us as much liberty as possible to make our own decisions so other people can't make those decisions for us. Now, where the Constitution is weak is that it's just a piece of paper. And it has no power if humans are not willing to defend it. So lawfare is going to be a really important part of wrestling this country back from the brink of disaster. I don't know if it can be done, but I would like to implore you to look at your own local government before you start worrying. I mean, yes, I'm worried about Joe Biden. I'm, I was reading, a—I might read this after the next break. I was reading this fawning article from CNN on Kamala Harris and, and how intelligent and, and on the ball she is. Maybe I'll read you a little. It was just ridiculous. It's like, are they watching the same things we're watching when we see Kamala talk? Yeah, her and Joe are a mess. They're weakening our borders. They're weakening our foreign policy. I get that. Yes. But to some extent, there's really nothing you can do about that until you get to the ballot box. But there's something you can do right now at your local level just by showing up and holding people accountable. It's not just the constitutional lawyers who have to protect the Constitution. I'm sad to say. It's you, too. It's me, too. Everywhere we live, we're going to have to make ourselves uncomfortable. We're going to have to be the people who go to meetings when we don't want to. We're going to have to be the people who file freedom of information requests when we don't want to. We're going to have to be the people who run for office when we don't want to. We're going to have to be the people who say no when we just want to mind our own business. Because we are so far down this rabbit hole that people like Tiffany Henry, imagine Tiffany Henry in the White House. Now, I believe in the strength of our Constitution, it's still strong enough to prevent like if Obama didn't do it, she's not going to do it. But there were several times during the Obama administration where he looked at the camera and said, well, I wish we could suspend the Constitution for a little bit so I could get the job done. Well, I have this little thing called the Constitution to come up against, and it prevents me from doing what I want to do. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. I actually had the pleasure of interviewing Obama myself online um, years ago, had a fun little exchange with him at the end of it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, clearly he's a personal guy. I feel like we could sit down and have a drink together. I don't know if he still smokes. I don't smoke, but have a cigar together and hang out. But I have no doubt in my mind that that if he that he was serious, that if we said tomorrow, hey, you know what, all Americans are going to agree to suspend the Constitution so Democrats can do the things they want to do. Yeah, he would take advantage of that. And, And many Republicans, too, by the way, I'm not just trashing Democrats here. This is a human impulse. Our Constitution is designed to keep one any one person from having this much power. But it has to be protected. It's just a piece of paper otherwise. And that responsibility falls to all of us, including you sitting in your car right now or sitting at home listening to this radio and you're going, what can I do? Plenty of things you can do. You can do, start by showing up to a meeting, just show up. You don't have to do anything, sit there. You would be surprised at the amount of things they will pull off an agenda just because one single person is observing the process. Make a difference right where you are, get in where you fit in. Don't go anywhere. Coming up the final half hour of Tony Cats Today, I'm Kira Davis filling in for Tony Cats and of course this is Tony Cats Today. welcome back to tony cats today i'm your guest host kira davis filling in for tony while he's out we've been talking about all kinds of government and incompetence tiffany henyard uh, i want to play a little clip from her before we get to that though this just came across my my screen uh, from the wall street journal americans are spending the most on food in 30 years says that um Prices at restaurants and other eateries were up 5.1% last month compared with January of 2023, while grocery cro- costs increased 1.2% during the same period. And uh, in, let's see, during the same period, the Labor Department data shows relief isn't likely to arrive soon. Restaurant and food company executives said they're still grappling with rising labor costs and some ingredients, such as cocoa. That are only getting more expensive. Oh, I thought the president came and told us at uh, Thanksgiving that our cranberry sauce was cheaper. I don't know when he's ever bought cranberry sauce. Y'all, I was at the grocery store yesterday and beef, ground beef, which used to be, you know, that's what the poor fed, that's what we fed our kids. Ground beef is $6 a pound six dollars a pound everybody i mean i had to walk past the ground beef section i couldn't afford it it was not in the budget even chicken which is also the poor people meat. <laughs> it's ridiculous how expensive that is i go to the persian market down here by me because the persians always sell their chicken cheap and frankly i don't want to know how they do it i don't ask questions i don't want to know the answer to <laughs> But yeah, it it it's ridiculous. It times are tough out there. And that is why you're seeing the Biden administration just you know focus on things like Roe v. Wade and Donald Trump. Because if you focus on their record, everything falls apart. All right. So good luck out there with your groceries. I, mean, I know we're all tightening the belt, no matter what our income level is. I know we're all doing it. And by the way, we've got a Senate race here in California. And uh, Barbara Lee is one of the people running for Senate this election cycle, and she has proposed a $50 an hour minimum wage for California. I kid you not, a $50 an hour minimum wage. So I almost wish, I almost wish that it would pass, because what we need is to collapse this state. But. Here's I'm going to let you in on another little secret about California, because I know everybody out there in the rest of normal America thinks that we'll just pass anything and do anything. So when you see stories like universal health care getting ready to pass in California, it has passed here three times. Um, you, you get panicked, but e- even some things are even too far for the Democrats, for the uniparty here in California. Universal health care is one. We keep passing it and the governor keeps vetoing governors. Keep vetoing it because it's absolutely unrealistic. We we don't live in a country with universal health care, so every business can just leave the state and go to someplace else that doesn't have it, and they will. So of course the governor's not going to sign that bill, and he didn't. And the governor before him didn't either. And that's what would happen with the fifty dollars minimum wage. But the fact that a serious quote I'm using air quotes serious politician could even propose that how could she propose it seriously? Well, because it tickles. The ears and that's how a lot of us elect these weirdos they tickle our ears but we don't do what adam coleman told us to do in that last segment which is actually pay attention to what the people are proposing i was talking to a family member of mine who lives in phoenix and she was complaining about a new school had gone up in her area a new charter school great exciting but she was complaining that the traffic patterns were all messed up And and she was saying like, this is ridiculous. And it was, I went to her home, I looked at the school. It's absolutely insane the way they set it up. It was clearly done by politicians who never drive their own cars. And it was actually causing danger in the community. Well, what I knew about the city of Phoenix and the the ruling party there and the the ruling representatives in Phoenix is, is what I knew is that they actually have a, policy to make traffic worse. It's it's an environmental policy that many of the Democrat politicians in charge support. We have the same thing here in California. You see it modeled across the country. The idea is to make traffic uh, uncomfortable so you'll get out of your car and get on to public transportation. These are people she voted for, but she didn't know that this is actually a real policy that people support. And if I told her before she voted, she would think I was crazy because that sounds crazy. But that's who these people are. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile and then tell you to get out of your car to walk that mile. (laughs) I got another Tiffany and clip here. I've got to play this. Carl, listen to this, y'all. Carl, cue this up, go ahead.
0: Yeah, politicians don't always like to hear from the public, let's be honest, but uh, under the law, you do have a right to speak uh, at part of any public meeting, which is why what happened last night in Thornton Township has some residents there outraged.
1: Um, When I arrived, there was security here. He was standing at the bottom of the stairs, preventing anybody from going up to the boardroom. I asked him if the meeting was downstairs. He replied, yes. Yes.
0: Stephanie Wiedemann was among a handful of Thornton Township residents who came to last night's board meeting to speak their mind. To the controversial supervisor Tiffany Hanyard during the public comment section of that board meeting, which is required by law. But they never got that chance. They say they were blocked from going to the boardroom and sent to the basement instead where they were told the meeting would be held. It wasn't. BEFORE THEY KNEW WHAT HAD HAPPENED THE MEETING UPSTAIRS IN THE BOARDROOM WAS OVER IN A MATTER OF FOUR MINUTES AND HENYARD WAS GONE. THEY SAY THEY WERE hoodwinked AND THEIR RIGHT TO SPEAK VIOLATED BECAUSE HENYARD DIDN'T WANT TO HEAR WHAT THEY HAD TO SAY. WE THOUGHT THAT THEY WERE PURPOSELY KEEPING THE PUBLIC AWAY SO THAT uh, IF THEY DID INVITE US UP, TIME FOR PUBLIC COMMENT HAD ALREADY PASSED.
1: THEY ARE VIOLATING OUR RIGHTS. I pay taxes here. I have a right to get up and speak whether this administration likes it or not.
0: Now they are going to file a complaint with the Illinois Attorney General's Office under the Open Meetings Act. We reached out to Hanyard late this afternoon, have still not heard back, and also shut out of that meeting last night, a local reporter who was just there to hear what the board had to say.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable unbelievable but that's an elected official how do you get i mean frankly i just i don't know why you can't just send the police in there (laughs) i don't know how all this works but again people showing up to the meeting if those people hadn't even taken the time to go to that meeting by the way thornton township is tiffany henry's second job this woman has two jobs i can't believe she's drawing a salary from two different taxpayer pools, Thornton Township and Dalton, the city of Dalton. That's incredible in and of itself. But again, you heard Adam, if you listen to that clip, you heard Adam said she won with fewer than 135 votes. Everything, every vote you make matters. I'm, I'm not sure if it's like this in Indiana, but in California, we elect judges. Well, I think most places you elect judges, at least municipal judges, and so you always get that part of your ballot. You know, you're getting to the bottom, and then it's judge for this district, that district. You don't know anything about them. What you know? I close your eyes and, and pick a person. I used to do that until COVID, because frankly, here in California, it doesn't matter who I'm picking. I'm picking a Democrat for the most part because we have this weird top two jungle primary. It only gives us, that's why we have a uniparty. We can only vote for Democrats. There's no one else to vote for here. So what happened during COVID is then these were some of the same judges who were coming after local business owners for staying open, who who were prosecuting people for not wearing masks or for showing up on the beach when Gavin Newsom told us we weren't allowed to go outside. They're in charge of these school cases, right? Online curriculum, pornographic curriculum, school closings, all of that. These are the people that are making these decisions. And of course, they were making decisions in line with Governor Newsom the entire time. When we really needed someone to rule according to our constitutional rights. These were people, elected judges. Some of them were elected with five or ten vote margins because most people don't vote that far down the ballot. So we have this thing here in California called ballot harvesting. Hate it, but it's the law. So as a conservative, I participate in it. I go around to my neighbors and I tell them, hey, if you're not going to go vote, fill in your ballot now, sign it, give it to me. I'll turn it in for you. I'm not allowed to tell them how to vote people might ask me questions, but I'm not allowed to tell them how to vote. That's not what that is. It's not what it's supposed to be. We know how the other side is using it, but I'm getting those best. So I I took one over to a neighbor last cycle and I was like, fill this out. I was running. I did tell him to vote for me to be fair, but he was already going to do that to be extra fair. But when he got to the judge's part, he's a younger guy, millennial, and he says, oh, I don't know anything about these judges which I had done my research on everyone, So I pulled out my little thing. I'm like, here, read this if you want to know. And he said, no, no, I don't want to read it. I'll just, I like her name. Oh, I saw a sign for her the other day. Oh, he, I think I recognize that name. And he started checking off those boxes. And I said, no, don't do that. You might be electing the next guy who's going to shut down your business for the next COVID scare. Your vote matters. It matters deeply. We think... Our votes don't matter because when we talk about voting, we're always thinking about the general election. We're always thinking about presidents. And yes, you are just one of however many hundred, like 110 million voters, people eligible to vote. You are just one of those people and you're in your state and we have an electoral college. And if you're in a blue county or a blue state like I am, yeah, I understand that idea of, well, nothing I do matters. My vote's not going to matter but your vote does matter. It matters deeply. Look at Tiffany Henyard. Look at Fannie Willis. Look at the city of San Francisco. Look at Los Angeles or the whole freaking state of California. Local elections that matter deeply to the people right where they are. So yes, please, please, you, you be like these people in the report that we just heard. Show up at your meeting. Tell people, we're noticing what you're doing. Because unfortunately the type of person who does run for office and wants to stay in office is oftentimes the type of person that just likes the free money. And so it's going to vote to enrich themselves. You get, this is a watchdog situation. This is what the founding fathers fought against, right? The king could do whatever he wanted, unobserved and unchallenged and did. And they were saying, no, we, we have a right to observe the process and have an input on the decisions made that directly affect our community. That's the republic we were tasked with and that is a republic we have not been able to keep thus far. We are falling back on our promise to keep that republic. And we are in the last days of being able to save it. I do believe that. But I also believe that it can be saved. So let's talk a little bit more about that when we come back. I'm Kira Davis filling in for Tony Katz, and you're listening to Tony Katz today. Welcome back. We are shifting into... Here on the Tony Katz shows, we get ready to cruise on into our home driveways with our obviously electric cars so we don't disturb the environment. Hey, I'm coming to you from California. You know how it is here. I want to play for you this great clip from a Democratic Congressman Jamal Bowman. You might remember him as a man who pulled a fire alarm so that the House couldn't vote. <laughs> so um, he's another stellar uh, candidate in our justice system or in our political system. And so I I saw this odd clip from him the other day. I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? But I figured it out. Go ahead and play this clip, Jamal Bowman.
2: This is not just about music. This is about addressing the injustices in our society. Now it's time to organize formally and bring into the halls of Congress the power and the transformative nature of hip-hop culture. Our goal is to make sure the hip-hop community has a seat at the table as we work on federal policy.
1: (laughs) Now, I saw a lot of people floating that clip around going, what the heck is he talking about? Why on earth would you be doing a press conference to court the hip-hop community? And I laughed, too. And also, he is really a clown. He really is. Why are all these Black people in position of power such clowns? Stephen A. Smith, can you answer me that we're doing something wrong here. It's far too many clowns out there. Jamal is one of them, but I'll tell you why he was out there talking about the hip hip hop community. Don't sneeze at it because the hip hop community is pro Trump. When the hip that remember ice cube met with Trump uh, to, to discuss his platinum plan and people were giving him crap for it. And he said, Hey, I'm going to talk to anybody who has ideas to help, propel the black community forward. Cause I'm black and, the, and and that's how I feel. Yeah, I'm willing to talk to anybody who has ideas that are going to help the black community. I'm a conservative because I'm black. I talk about that in my book, Drawing Lines, why conservatives must begin to battle fiercely in the arena of ideas. Hip hop artists, particularly some of the big dogs, right? Like Snoop Dogg, like Ice Cube, guys who are making good money, a lot of them have switch their political leanings, at least, to Trump. And a lot of them make a great case for it. There's a great commentator out there. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Her name is Sunny Johnson. Uh, She's got a radio show. She's got a podcast and she works over at Breitbart still. She talks a lot about the importance of engaging the hip hop community in reaching not just Black voters, because hip hop community is, is very important to our culture, not just Black voters, but Younger American voters, too, and how a lot of these guys are blatant capitalists, because once you start making money and then you start seeing how much the government has taken out and you've been poor your whole life. Yeah, that has an impact. So what's happening is the hip hop community is saying, look, I'm looking at the economy. We're looking at this and it's not helping us. And Trump is the only guy who's actually taking us seriously. Democrats say they do, but nothing's changed in our communities, even though we're voting exclusively for Democrats. So here's a guy who's saying, yeah, okay, let's sit down and talk about it. I don't know if I have the solutions, but you tell me what the problems are. That's what Donald Trump said to the hip hop community that Jamal Bowman is trying to court right now. To me, this is a huge sign that Democrats know they're in trouble. They're scared. Why on earth would a Democrat politician have to go up there and court the hip hop community? Because they're lost. They've lost them. The people they've counted on as their traditional baits. We got a lot of stuff to take care of. We'll see how it all goes. Look, hopefully Tony will be back with y'all tomorrow. But it's been my pleasure to be with you. Follow me on Twitter for all of my information. Real Kira Davis on Twitter. God bless you all and God bless America. Peace.